Hello, Kristen here with a new thing. Okay, so the bad news. We can't all move to Canada if Trump wins. The good news is that we can face whatever is coming together. And the antidote is for facing it together. It's for monthly gathering where we practice building resilience in the body long before November 5th. So you're going to practice returning to your body, your breath, and your being when the stakes are really low, when we're just in a Zoom room together, so that you build those muscles and they're easier to access when you really need them. And in case of a Trump win, you will really need them. And in case of a non-Trump win, you'll have them forever and it will be great regardless. <laughs> you can find all the details at jointheantidote.com, J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com. Promo code TRUST takes $33 off before March 12th because trust. Again, that's jointheantidote.com. Enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to episode three of Magical and Wonderful Land of That's What She Said. I am Kristen Kelp, founder of brandcamplog.com and other magical places. And today we're talking about feeling all the feels, especially fear and moving through that in an interesting and uh, way that doesn't get you all stuck because stuck kind of sucks. So a past client checked in with me uh, this week after a couple of years actually to say that she's really proud of what I'm doing and that I don't let fear stop me. She stated that as a statement. Um, she said it with a little bit of awe too. Like, how do you do that? So I wanted to talk about fear and all the feels, though fear is probably the scariest. Um, so here's how I do it. Here's all, everything I know about fear in 15 minutes or less. First, the thing that scares you the most is the thing that you need to do the most. So if it scares you to lose 10 pounds or to drink green smoothies or to write that book, or start that project, or quit your job, or leave the guy, whatever it is, that's the thing that probably needs to happen. And I don't mean that like, oh, I love my guy, nothing's wrong, it scares me to leave him. No, that's that's reasonable. Uh, but, but you know what needs to happen next, and it's going to be scary. That's cool though, because fear only has one thing to say, and that's no. So my future friend, Rob Bell, uh, in, a, in an episode of the Robcast says, it's called Changing the Tapes, says that fear only has one thing to say and that's no. So um, should I do this? No. Um, should I do that? No. Should I move this way? No. Should I move that way? No. Fear is designed to keep you stuck and safe. And so it's only going to say no. It's only going to shut down your good ideas and it's only going to keep you really, really stuck. Remember that fear can be thrilling and exhilarating and positive too. So when you're on a roller coaster, you're not thinking, ah, I'm so scared, I'm so scared, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. You're, you're labeling that as part fear, but also like thrill and exhilaration and generally being alive. So fear is also a reminder that you're alive and that you're living at your own edge. People that have no fear do the same thing every fucking day and they are bored out of their minds. And what they're really afraid of is trying something new. And that's a sad, sad day. Because fear is going to keep you locked in place. And it's far worse in your head than in real life. And frankly, the things that I should have feared the most are the things that I never saw coming. 
which is really interesting to think about. <laughs> so the things that you uh, that you fear probably or that you worry about probably won't come to fruition, whereas the things that uh, you really should be fearing you just never saw coming. So consider that. And then consider that you can get fear on your bus. I think that's a Danielle Laporte saying, getting fear on your bus, meaning that there are bunches of emotions that you want to have behind you and working for you. You want to have ambition on your side and you want to have strategy on your side, but you also want to have fear on your bus because fear is going to say, that's really scary and not in a good way. So if you're scared to borrow a million dollars to start your business, that can be a really good thing because you're going to find a different way to get that million dollars instead of having to just borrow it, right? Fear can be really positive. Fear can say, hey, that's that's a no in a good way. Like that's not gonna work out. Fear can say, that's I don't trust this person for some reason or other. And fear can say, like, hey, you shouldn't bring on another employee right now because funds are just not what they should be. So fear can take a look at cash flow and be like, mm, that's not a safe bet there. So it's not always a bad thing because you when you get fear on your bus, it's one of many voices that you're listening to. When it's the only voice you're listening to, bad things happen. And it's any emotion that you're listening to. If you're only listening to one, generally bad things are going to happen because you want to feel all the feels. So good things happen, bad things happen. Distress comes in. Stress itself comes in. But you also feel ease and enthusiasm. You feel like you're freaking magical or you're made of gold or you could fly. You want to feel all the feels and let them move through you without trying to block them. So the way that you get fear as an ally is that you allow yourself to feel it. You just don't get stuck in it. So the difference between, hey, I felt afraid for about half an hour, and the difference between, I've been afraid of doing this one thing for 22 years. That's the difference. Have you let fear move through you, or have you kept it stuck somewhere? Typically it's gonna be stuck in your solar plexus, which is right above your belly button. If you feel anything there that's weird or awkward, it's because you've got fear stuck. It's just stuck. So feel your feels. It helps to say them out loud, to be like, I am totally afraid of this and this and this and that. If I say, what are you most afraid of? You probably have a list of five to 10 things. Many of them will involve terrible things happening to your loved ones, of which you have no control. And then you've probably got a couple of health ones, like I'm afraid of getting cancer, I'm afraid of getting AIDS, I'm afraid of dying young. And then you've got really stupid ones compared to like people dying, like I'm afraid of writing my book, I'm afraid of making $100,000, I'm afraid of, and those are the things that's just your brain being kind of dumb about it, right? So I'm afraid of writing a children's book because what if I mean that's gonna take me off my career path completely people like come on now right we all have these sort of arbitrary fears that our brain picks and sticks in there as if they're legit and they're just not so feel that fear notice where it's coming from have a little conversation with fear to be like hey why what are you really trying to tell me and often fear will answer and then feel it but let it go just let it move through you instead of trying to trap it or take it and put it in a corner. Because the harder you try to put fear and time out, the harder it freaks right the fuck out and tries to attack you right back. So it's you can do that with toddlers. You can put a toddler in the corner and hope that it works out, but you can't do that with fear. You have to be in alignment with it. Likewise, if you're afraid of money, of making money, of spending money, of receiving money, the same thing is gonna happen. You can't put money in the corner 
You can't put fear in the corner. You have to turn and face it. You have to have a sort of conversation with it and be like, what are you trying to tell me? If you are a person who meditates, you can simply tune into that question, what is fear trying to tell me? And just go completely calm for five minutes. You will have an answer at the end, I promise. So the key is to dealing with fear. Get it on your bus. Let it move through you. Remember that it's not always a bad thing. It can be an ally. Have a conversation with it. Be willing to feel it completely. And the thing that you are the most afraid of is the thing that needs to happen next. Also, everyone has arbitrary fears that are not scary at all. And yet, we've labeled this X activity as completely scary. I am also afraid of dancing in public. Like, it's really difficult for me. I will have five beers before I can even, like, shake my butt a little bit at a wedding or at a celebration. Odd, strange, I'm afraid of people judging me. That's what it's really about, right? So we've all got these fears. Just acknowledge them. It's totally cool. And then do your jam. Feel the fear and move on. It's going to be okay here. However... There's a big caveat here, and that's what if the fear isn't yours? Or what if the fill-in-the-blank emotion isn't yours? And that's where we talk about being an empath, which is a whole different thing, and stick with me because this is interesting shit. So if you're an empath, you find emotions contagious, and you can feel other people's emotions as your own. So if you have, you have happen to have 10 fingers, so just if you say yes to each of these, just see how many of these statements you say yes to, basically. I'm going to give you a little quiz. So you find emotions contagious. If someone's laughing, you'll feel happy. Someone's crying. Your own eyes are welling up with tears. You don't have to know or love the person who's emoting to catch their emotions. That's one. Two, you often feel overwhelmed in big box stores when they're crowded, give you an empty target, and there's no problem whatsoever. It's not shopping for toilet paper that gets you. It's shopping for toilet paper with hundreds of other people on a Sunday afternoon when all those people would rather be anywhere else. Three, you have trouble watching violent films or playing violent video games. They disturb you in ways you can't quite articulate. Four, you hate certain commercials. Damn it, the Arms of the Angel song from Sarah McLaughlin makes you cry every time you hear it. And the same goes for the Starving Orphans in Africa commercials and the Wounded Animal commercials. Any sort of emotional manipulation causes you to resent it big time. Five, you avoid watching the news. Local news, world news, nightly news, all of it. News drains you. You feel slightly guilty about failing to keep up with the state of the world, but it costs you too much energy. Six, you realize arguments take place on two levels, what's being said and the emotions that are being thrown around. An argument about whose turn it is to change the kitty litter can be completely innocuous or it can be a deeply painful experience. It all depends on the energy involved. This baffles the people you have conflicts with since they quote-unquote didn't say anything that bad or quote-unquote didn't even raise their voice. Seven, you're used to people telling you things they've never told anyone before. It happens all the time. Eight, you can feel the truth as easily as other people can feel a pen in their hands. It's easy to tell when someone is lying, lying, hiding the truth, or trying to manipulate a situation to his or her benefit. Nine, you take on other people's energy as your own, meaning you can feel the impact of a person's presence even after they've left the room. The stronger the energy, the longer it takes for it to dissipate. This can be great if you've just met the Dalai Lama, or terrible if you've just run into a foreign dictator. And 10, you don't have all these energy and emotional issues with animals, which is why you love them. Give you a kitten or a cat or a dog or a monkey or a guinea pig and you are so happy to be alive. 
animals are your least complicated friends and you love them for it. If you have seven, eight, nine, or ten fingers up, that means that you are an empath. You feel other people's emotions as your own and it makes all of your feelings more complicated. This explains why you avoid emails from certain people or phone calls from clients, why you freak out when your partner freaks out, when, why you cry when your kids cry even though you try and hide it, like, you get the idea. It makes being in business harder in some ways, like dealing with unhappy clients, and easier in others, like when you're selling your products and services, because holy crap, you have advantages. I talk about all of this and so much more in a one-day workshop called Empaths Inc., which is happening on May 8th in Philly, and there are two spots left. Links are in the show notes, or you can hand to, head to brandcampblog.com empaths inc to get more information or just email me brandcamponline at gmail.com and yes my tech guy still hates my email address you can also pick up a free uh, beginner kit to talk more about what it means to be an empath and how that affects your business at bit.ly slash empaths kit e-m-p-a-t-h-s-k-i-t and again the links will be in the show notes So as you feel all these feels, which are crazy intense and amazing, consider that they have much to teach you and that fear is not a bad emotion. It's not a negative at all. It's just an emotion that has to be managed much more closely than, say, uh, joy. It needs a good, sharp eye kept on it because otherwise it can get a bit out of control. And if you're frozen or you're stuck, Let's say that uh, you're afraid of writing. You, you plan compulsively for your writing. You make a whole blog that's like beautifully designed. So you have a new brand, you have a new logo, you have new colors, you have new fonts, you have a new website, you have a new template. And then there's the actual part that's actually writing and you freak right the fuck out. That is not fear, that is resistance. Resistance with a capital R, like from Stephen Pressfield's uh, The War of Art. And that is just a matter of sitting down, taking your 20 minutes and just sitting and writing every single day. And you can write, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I have nothing to say, I have nothing to say, I have nothing to say. It makes no difference. But the art of moving through resistance is doing the work. So I had a client this week that had done this very thing. So many things all around that she had worked on and focused on instead of writing a single article. And so the minute that she started writing, it was like, oh, my dog is sick and I need a minute so I can't do it today. Or, But you sit with that. You move through resistance. You find those 20 minutes to do the thing that you know you need to be doing. So resistance and fear, very different. Just like if you know you need to edit photos to get them to a client, or you know you need to be recording audio for your class, or you need to put your sales page up because you need to be selling your class that you've already completed, and this is the final step. That's the hardest step often, the final step. It's just resistance. Just breathe through it, feel it. It probably lives somewhere. If you wanna take five minutes and meditate and have a conversation with what is this resistance trying to teach me right now? Or what do I need to know? What are you trying to show me? You can kind of bring resistance in as an ally and then sit your ass down and do the work. It's really, really hard. It's really challenging. It's never going to get any easier, but knowing what it is and being able to label it can be super helpful. Just like knowing that you're an empath and being able to label that can be super helpful. So again, the link you need is bit.ly slash E-M-P-A-T-H-S kit, K-I-T. 
Otherwise, you can email me, brandcamponline at gmail.com. Tell me what you'd like to see in this podcast. Ask a question, make a comment, or otherwise, hit me up. And if you like the That's What She Said podcast, please review it on iTunes because it means other people come and play and hang out and learn about how to do business uh, to make more money, more magic, and more meaning. Thanks so much for listening, and I will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you do not want to do this election season alone with your phone, I encourage you to check out jointheantidote.com. It's new, it's fantastic, and promo code TRUST takes $33 off until March 12th. So get on it. Again, jointheantidote.com. J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com. Join the antidote.